Hi everyone, welcome to the True Crime Podcast, where we mainly focus on San Diego cases. My name is Arena. I'm Renette. Hi, Arena. Hi, Renette. What's up? Just here, doing well, trying to get back into the swing of things after the holidays. It's kind of rough. I know. I know. Getting back to working out and eating like non-holiday food is really rough. <laughs> it is. And like, I, I don't want to say like, I'm new year, new me. That's not me. I'm still going to eat. I Listen, like I'm going to try to cut down because the last three or four months I've been horrible. Like I still work out consistently, but my diet has been pretty yeah. bad compared to how I typically eat, but I feel so heavy and slow and I know. And it's been so freaking cold and I'm just like in hibernation mode where I just want to eat the most bready and like pasta and carb mm-hmm. meat, carb things like I just want to eat a whole damn pizza <laughs> yeah I mean you know I love the cold weather it actually it's weird but I'd rather work out like I get the desire to work out more when it's cold over than when it's like hot and sweaty True. and gross like yeah when, um, it's hot you're just sitting there and you're sweating already you're like okay mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to go like running <laughs> I was supposed to go do some Pilates right now yeah. yeah. I went to the gym today after work and it, it's just so packed right now because all of the new people starting the oh, new year with their new resolution to work out. And it's just, yeah, yeah it sucks. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, well, today's episode is going to be different um, instead of our usual deep dive into a single case. Um, I'm going to do a short chat on three current cases that have been making some headlines. Okay. So, and then uh, I should mention next week we'll be back recording. And um, I had told you, Arena, I was waiting for something before I record this next episode we're going to talk about next week. Um, uh-huh. But just to give you a hint, it, it's a very old San Diego case. It's very, very interesting, super confusing. And yeah, it's really good. Okay. So, anyways, we'll go back to the normal way of how we do things next week. All right. Sounds good. So for the first one, I'm going to talk about, and again, these cases don't have a whole lot of info, or at least the first two. Uh, So Mm -hmm. this episode is going to be pretty short. But dude, the man who leaped over a courtroom bench and attacked the Las Vegas judge. Oh my gosh, Renette, I have been obsessed. All the memes that came out of those videos, I've been like watching them like crazy and sending them to all my friends. (laughs) It's wild, right? It's insane the way he just... First of all, first of all, why was he not chained, like, his legs, his hands, or to the desk? Right. But the like, way he fucking leaped over, it was like he was in the fucking Olympics or something. It was... I know I, he was... Or, like, there was a little mini trampoline. I, I can't understand how he, he jumped that jumped, far. Yeah, I mean... Too bad he's a fucked up criminal, but if he wasn't, mm-hmm. he could definitely join the Olympics or something <laughs> with the high For jump. Sure. For <laughs> sure. So his name is Diobra Redden. And mm-hmm. um, for those of you that don't know about this case, he was at his sentencing hearing last week on January 3rd in a Las Vegas, Nevada courtroom. And he was being sentenced for a charge of attempted battery with substantial bodily harm. So apparently Diobra and his attorney, they were asking Judge Mary Kay Holthus for probation. 
Um, and then like you can go on YouTube and I think there's like a 12 minute video on it. Um, but you know, they were trying to press for Diobra to get probation. And, um, he said that he's and quote, he told the judge, I'm a person who never stops trying to do the right thing. No matter how hard it is, I keep trying. So he said this to the judge and he claimed to be working on getting his life back on track. And then the judge starts to read his criminal history. And that included yeah. three felonies, multiple DV cases, robberies, which included a home invasion and some misdemeanors. Um, mm-hmm. So when she read him the criminal history, Diober's attorney told the judge that he wholly believed that his client would complete probation successfully. Well, Judge Mary Kay, she replied saying, quote, I appreciate that, but I think it's time that he get a taste of something else because I just can't with that history. And that's when he yells, fuck that bitch. And he leaps over the bench and he attacks her like he lands right directly, I think, on top of her. Yeah, if you guys have not seen this, which I highly doubt you have because it's been everywhere, please Google it. It's yeah, it went viral. It's insane. Yeah, he jumped over that desk as if he was a flying squirrel. It was wild. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, so then, you know, after that happens, they're out of the camera frame for a while. And mm-hmm. you can see, like, the courtroom deputies and even courtroom oh, yeah. stra- staff trying to get him off of the judge. But, like, oh, yeah. he's wrestling with her for a couple minutes. I I am surprised. I thought she was really, really injured. Obviously, they took her to the hospital, but she had minor injuries, just some bruises. Thank God. Right. But uh, one of the uh, deputies dislocated his shoulder. A yep. couple of other people had like scratches and just bruises and punches all over because this guy was he was fighting, like fighting, fighting, and, and he basically proved the judge her point. He like. He was like, "Oh no, I'm, I'm uh, um, trying to, you know, re be rehabilitated. I'm a good guy now." And she's like, "No, I don't think so." Oh yeah, and he jumps over the freaking like tall ass desk and it just attacks her. <laughs> right, like what an idiot! What did he think yeah. was going to come from that? Right, I don't understand. Also, why it took so long for multiple men to get him off of her, like it. it because there, it was multiple people against one, and it just felt like it took forever for them to get him off of her. And then you can see, like, um, I don't know who exactly. It wasn't an officer, but it was some other uh, courtroom employee, and he's, like, punching Diobra. You can see him swinging, like, trying to protect uh, the judge. Um, um, but anyways, like, eventually they get Diobra off of... Huh? No, Arena. I don't You're, hear you. No, it's still recording, but you're frozen. I can barely I can hear you like like a robot. Should we take off video but like keep what we have take off video? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, it was only for like the past like 10 seconds that you were like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. What what was like the last thing you said right after I said something? Um, Okay, so uh, I'll just, okay, I'll have him edit this part. 
I'm sorry. I just don't understand why it took so long for multiple men to get Deobra off of the judge because it was multiple oh, yeah. people against one person. And it just felt like it took forever for them to get him off of her. Yeah. Um, and then you can also see like courtroom staff like throwing punches at Deobra. I don't know. It was just shocking to me. Um, but eventually, Diobra, they get him off of the judge. But even then, he's still shouting. He's still angry. Yeah. Um, like Adrenaline. you said, thank God she didn't suffer like any terrible injuries. I think she said she was sore and stiff. Like she went back to work the next day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like after I think the weekend, she was like, oh, no, I'm still going to do his hearing. Like, yes. I want to see him again. <laughs> yes. And so she did do that. Like, yeah. So on the following week, um, it was January 9th, Deobra appeared back in the Las Vegas court to stand in front of that same judge that he attacked. This time, though, he was shackled and he had those like paddings that were that go on the hands. And there was this mask. And I think yeah. it's to prevent him spit. from biting or spit. The spitting and biting uh, anti spit mask yeah mm -hmm. and this time he was surrounded by like several officers right he looked like Hannibal Lecter he did he really <laughs> did and um so he stood in front of her to finish the sentencing for the attempted attempted battery charge from the year prior to which he did plead guilty and the this is what the judge said um quote I want to make it clear I'm not changing or modifying the sentence I was in the process of imposing last week before I was interrupted by the defendant's actions. And Judge Hotha's sentence, Diobra to 19 to 42, or I'm sorry, 48 months in prison for that previous attempted battery charge. Um, mm -hmm. But in regards to Diobra attacking, attacking her, she said, quote, any other issues that may arise from the events that occurred last Wednesday, they will be handed at a future date by a different court. Um, and then from that incident, he faces 13 new charges. So we're, we'll see what's going yeah. to happen to him. I mean, he's an idiot. And did you see the interview with his sister by the news? LaDonna Daniels. Yes, I did. Wow. I could not believe what she said. She okay, so I feel like it was wild to me that she was acting as if Diobra was the victim. You yeah, know, like he attacked another human being, period. Like they're lacking empathy for who the true victim is, which is the judge. I mean, obviously, these two were not brought up well enough to understand what he did in the past and present is not good and she was like he was triggered by these words that the judge said oh it's like right so what? that doesn't mean you get to just attack people like that it doesn't give you an excuse like she did also say that he was born a crack baby which you know i can sympathize with for, with that um she said that deep down he's a good person and she just said that he really never had a chance. Um, she did say he was diagnosed uh, bipolar and schizophrenic. Um, and apparently he, he had been off of his psych meds for a while. Um, uh. I believe he got out of jail in November of 2023. So at that point, um, he was out of jail for like six weeks and he hadn't taken his medication. But at the end of the day... Like, that's on him. Um, yeah. You know, so you have a mental illness. Like, 
and why aren't you going to a clinic to get the medication that you need? But you're acting like you're the victim. It's, it's crazy. He's an adult. You're literally mm-hmm. responsible to deal with your triggers. It's your responsibility. Yeah. You can't just blame your mental illness. And like, and if he was diagnosed and he was on medication, so he knew that if he got off these meds, bad shit would happen or his, you know, his friends or family knew some shit was going to go down if he was off of them. So it's not like as if he never got the opportunity to get tested or go to the doctor. He did. But yeah, like you said, he decided to get off them. And then now he has to pay the consequences to his actions. Right. And did you see the other woman that was with his sister? Um, it was his foster no. mom. Her name was Karen. Okay, no, I didn't. So, so she she also spoke, um, and she said that it was documented that he was an emotionally disturbed child. Um, she claimed that it was the system that failed him. She said that this is, it bothered me because Karen had said she was in the courtroom when this all went down. And when she's seen him fly, like leap onto the judge, she said she was so scared because she thought, I thought they were going to kill him. And I thought in my head, please don't shoot him. Please don't kill him. But I'm like, you should be thinking like, God, I hope he doesn't kill this judge. Right? Like, yeah, for real. Like, and she was, she's not a young person either. He was like, you know, he attacked this poor older woman who had no idea it was just so unexpected, and I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but there are a lot of people out there that have been in courtrooms who have been sentenced to, you know, and not listened to or been, felt like they were treated unfairly, and they don't go attacking people. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, you have to just think about it. Like, when I was watching that, I was like, think about it if, like, that was your mom. If someone did this to your mom and leaped over a desk and attacked her because they didn't like what your mom said don't you think you'd want to make sure that they were put in a place where they can't harm anyone else? And just the fact that he was already there for assault charges to begin with. Right. It's like, it's, Bodily just, harm. it's a pattern. It's a pattern and he's just going to keep attacking people. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. seems like it's something he's capable of doing again. So we'll, we'll see what happens with him. Um, okay. So that was the first one. And then the second one I wanted to talk about is the case of, I had mentioned it to you before, um, Rafael Banda. Uh, uh-huh. He's the oh, man yeah. that allegedly held a woman captive in Imperial Beach, and he tried ordering her to um, dismember another woman who was being cal- held captive at his home. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that took place in March of 2023. Um, 43-year-old Rafael was arrested in his home on Citrus Avenue. So I don't know if it's Imperial Beach. Um, it's near the Palm Avenue trolley station and Saturn. Okay, so, yeah. oh, I think that's considered Nestor. Uh, anyhow, it, it, it went down in the South Bay. So what happened is um, this woman, she was homeless, okay? And she was an addict and she admitted to shoplifting as a way for her to just survive. And by the way, I don't know this woman's name. Um, She does go to court and she testifies against Raphael, but they kept her name private. So anyways, um, she and her friend were walking around with bags full of stolen items that they had stolen. And um, they were meth addicts. So 
you know, being already nervous, thinking, oh, I can get caught for stealing when you're on crystal meth. I can imagine that magnifies the paranoia. But oh, yeah. They were walking around and they were paranoid thinking that the police are going to stop them and then see that they have all of these stolen items. So they're walking around and they pass Raphael's home and Raphael is out there in his front yard with his dad. So they end up chatting somehow and they eventually become friends. And this woman starts to stay at Raphael's house off and on over the course of a week. Um, apparently Raphael slept in the garage, which was converted into a bedroom. It hang out, smoke crystal meth, you know, do that. Um, so in this home, the woman stored her stolen items that she had in those bags. So, you know, she'd come and go from that house. One day she goes back to the home and, uh, she wanted to get her stuff. Now this was at... 11 a.m. on March 14th. Inside mm-hmm. that garage, there was a woman sitting who was beat up, bruised up, bloodied, and tied into a chair. Oh, God. Now, the woman that's tied up, her name is Jamie. Um, apparently, Raphael told the woman that he was upset because Jamie tried stealing those stolen items that were in those bags. That's what Raphael said. Um, so Raphael tells the woman to go to the store and get some plastic wrap, like plastic food wrap, because he wanted to smuggle some drugs into TJ. And, you know, this woman being shocked at what she's seen, she does what Raphael asked. And she did say like, there was a split second where she thought of saying, okay, I'm going to go to the store. But like, in reality, she was going to book it, go elsewhere. She was scared that Raphael possibly was having somebody follow her. Um, So she goes to the store and then she goes back to Raphael's house. And that's when he proceeds to choke her and then he rapes her. Oh, my God. She was obviously like terrified. Um, She really thought that he was going to kill her. Uh, She just said that he was so angry. Uh, the look in his eyes was was just like hatred. Um, mm-hmm. So he was assaulting her and acting really strange for the remainder of that day. And then he hands the woman a large knife and he told her to go to that woman that was sitting on that chair tied up uh, to go to her and dismember her body and oh put God. her body parts in that plastic wrap that she went to the store to go get. Oh, my God. And he told her that if she didn't do it, that he was going to end up killing her instead of that girl, Jamie. So um, now I did read an article that does say that Jamie, when she or I'm sorry, the woman, when she testified, she did say just to kind of like calm Raphael down. She did kind of like. Um, cut the woman on the side of her face, but that's all that she did just to kind of like keep him calm. But eventually Raphael, he does drugs and he ends up passing out because of the drugs. And that's when the woman escapes. But it's hard because I cannot find, because she does say originally to the cops that there was a dead body, um, that when she first got there, the body of Jamie was already dead. I don't know exactly when Jamie was murdered, but anyhow, 
the woman escapes and she's running down the street, sees someone driving by. She flags them down and she tells this person what happened. So they in turn phone the police and the police go over to Raphael's house. Oh my once God. Inside, once inside, the police find the body of, of Jamie. Um, sadly, she was killed with a machete. And they immediately arrested Rafael and booked him into San Diego County Jail. Oh, wow. That's dang. And I was going to say, like, um, thank God that person stopped and helped because I know if, like, a lot of people wouldn't stop to, you know, like, help out someone that's running down the street, like, flagging down a car. I mean, my first instinct would be swerve around this person and book it. Like, do not stop. <laughs> Same here. Because I would think, what if they're, like, the person that they're running from is right directly behind them and they're going to get me or they're using this person as a ploy to fucking get me? Like, who knows? Yeah, or they're the ones who are just pretending that they're a victim and they're just lying to try to steal your car or rob you or something. So, yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad that that person stopped and they were able to to get, catch this guy. Right, right. So this happened, like I mentioned, in March, um, and he was arrested. But and then on September sixth of 2023, um, the woman did testify during a special hearing that was for that case. And when she was giving her testimony, she looks Raphael in the face, who was sitting directly across her. And she started screaming, saying, I hate him. I hate him. And the court had given her a stress ball um, to hold in her hand. And she ends up like throwing the stress ball at him. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. I know. Like, here, you here, the video this is good to help. Here, have this to calm down. And she's like <laughs> squeezing it. And she's like, I hate you. And she just throws it at him, like the opposite effect. <laughs> and it didn't hit him, like, because you can see the video on YouTube. It, it just like <laughs> misses him by far. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny, that part. That's funny. God, that sounds terrible, maybe, but it is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but, anyways, he pled not guilty. And I couldn't find a date for his preliminary hearing, but he is being held without bail. Um, but the crazy thing is, is I was trying to find like any more back, like whatever background I could on Raphael. And I found this court document and um, he, so he has been in jail twice for um, aggravated assault and one of the, it was 1999, I think, and 2009. And I found this court document from 2009. And it was claiming that he was a gang member from uh, Shelltown. It was just like, you know, just different things about him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but anyways, um, right now that woman is being held in Las Colinas Women's Detention Facility on other charges. Um, I think it was grand theft charges. Oh, okay. And and like when the the neighbors found out what had taken place in their neighborhood, um, there was a neighbor named let me see Juan Juan Rodriguez, and he said, "quote This that happened is unbelievable. I never imagined something like this would happen at that home." Juan said that he's known the family for years now, and he said that they were really friendly. Um, apparently that home had been in the family for generations now. 
And he said it wasn't until recently that he's seen Raphael started staying there. Um, which is, you know, it's just crazy because we don't really know who our neighbors are. I know. I mean, I can't even imagine just someone like a house or two away from you is hiding like a body in the garage and like chopping them mm -hmm. up into pieces. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just, um, but then, I mean, I shouldn't judge him based off of looks alone, but like the pictures that I've seen of him to me, I, I'd be like, let me stay the fuck away from him. I don't want to make <laughs> eye contact. Like he looks scary to me. Like he looks like just you're like you're like sometimes it's okay to judge a book by its cover <laughs> yeah and in his case it is <laughs> so oh i just looked it up actually so he did have two strikes on his record and mm -hmm. he was convicted both times of assault with a deadly weapon and that happened in 1999 and 2009 so i'm just curious to see like i mean you know, why, why would he even kill this, this poor woman, Jamie, by the way, yeah, like, how did it she get was to a that mom? Point? I don't yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, I read somewhere that he thought that she stole drugs from him. This woman, Jamie, um, she does have a sister that spoke about the tragic events that took place. And she said that her sister, Jamie was a wonderful person. She just got caught up in drugs and, you know, yeah. now her two beautiful kids are left behind. And it's just really sad, truly, what drugs can do. Yeah, it sucks. Dang. So the final one I just wanted to bring up. No, it's not a case that took that took place last year. But, um, you know, it, it is in the news and headlines a lot right now is Gypsy Rose. Blanchard. Oh so. my God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So what do you think? Like, I mean, what do you think about her being out? Okay. Well, wait, um, I, is her, is the guy, her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, is he also Nick. still in jail or is he released as well? No. So he's in prison and he okay. was sentenced to life in prison without the chance of parole. Wow. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I, I'm like a little bit on the fence about her. I, I think, no, what she did was wrong, that mm -hmm. she shouldn't have basically convinced her boyfriend to murder her mom. Um, but I do understand that it was a difficult situation. She couldn't just, she felt like she couldn't just go to the police and she felt like she was being, you know, controlled, obviously, by her mom and being watched constantly. But mm -hmm. obviously, as we always talk about on this podcast, murder is never the answer. Right. Um, and I just don't like how she's, I don't like how she's trying to be a celebrity right now. Right. I don't like how she's, like, talking about how having Bobby Millie Brown be her in a movie about her. Like, she's... It's a joke like and to her i don't think she has any real remorse and i don't know if she actually learned her lesson or not while she was in jail but i just don't like the way she's acting right now and it's giving me like really weird vibes and it's creeping me out a little bit that she's just like oh i want to be famous oh my god social media <laughs> celebrity same here um i feel like yeah. it's just i don't understand i kind of just wish that she would have gotten out and i understand her doing that lifetime documentary that way she can tell her story again on what happened in that house and why she felt like that was her only way out. But then kind yeah. of like 
a lot of therapy and just go into hiding and live. Just, I'd probably even change my name. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but it's crazy because she does have such a huge fan base. And I wanted to ask you, but did you see the post she made about her husband's penis? Oh my God. That's another thing. Yeah. Like, I don't, how does she? <laughs> I don't. How does she feel like she's okay doing all this? I mean, I, like you said, she has a big fan base, so maybe that gave her a big head to be like, "I can just do whatever I want." That's gross. Like, okay, look yeah. at. I get like, listen, he posted that selfie, and now they have a ton of followers, and you know, he some of those comments were nice, and of course, it's the internet; some are not nice. But for yeah. her to like clap back and say like oh babe don't worry about those haters like they're just jealous because you're rocking my world every night the d is fire that is so (laughs) gross i don't want to know like yeah and like and of course uh, you you're getting dick every night and it's fire but shit not the rest of us want to know about that and to people that don't know which i would be surprised if you didn't know uh (laughs) should we explain Mm -hmm. the case a little bit um yeah gypsy rose uh, she was being basically held prisoner by her own mother who had by Munchausen by proxy disorder, which is um, she was keeping her daughter sick and disabled so that she could never leave and lying about her age and everything. Mm-hmm. And when her daughter found out, she um, was dating a guy um, that she was head over heels in love with and she convinced him to murder the mom, which she, they ended up doing and they were caught. He's in jail for life, and she just got released. Yep. And she had Gypsy undergo so many unnecessary surgeries. Like, she had her salivary glands removed. Um, There was a feeding tube placed in her, said she had leukemia, leukemia, uh, claimed that Gypsy couldn't walk when she could walk. It's just terrible. I, I understand, like, having... I do have sympathy for, like, everything that she went through. Because a lot of people believe it wasn't really murder. It was more like self-defense. Because I don't know if you watched, I don't remember which documentary it was. But um, Gypsy's mom, Dee Dee's brother, I think. There were some family members on there that claimed that Gypsy, or I'm sorry, Dee Dee, she, um, she was a fraud. And she would steal. And she tried ripping off the government this is before Gypsy even came into the picture and that apparently they think that Dee Dee killed her own mom too. She was her caretaker and they think that she murdered her mom by, I don't want to sit here and lie, but there was, however her mom died, they think it was a cause of Dee Dee. Wow. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And like in regards to Nick sitting in prison for the rest of his life, like, I don't know. Uh, And here's the thing, like, he did show a lot of sexual, like, violent tendencies. I don't know if you remember, but he did say he wanted to rape Dee Dee's dead body. Um, Mm. And there's like proof of messages or something like that. Yeah, I think it was like emails or messages. And that's Mm. when Gypsy um, told him like, Oh, don't you don't need to rape my mom after you kill her, like, rape me instead. Um, and then he did admit that he was excited at the thought of murdering someone. 
He told that to Gypsy. Um, he was also previous, like he was arrested before. I don't know how long before he murdered Didi, but he was arrested in a McDonald's for or for masturbating for nine hours. How do you masturbate for nine hours? Nine Maybe hours? Hard. I'm not sure, but he was masturbating inside a McDonald's with he a must have been on some weapon. type of drug. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, like, I feel like your dick would just fall off. <laughs> of course, of course. So like I feel like he's more of a da danger to the community rather than Gypsy. Yeah. Um, but who oh, no, knows? I like, definitely, yeah, I definitely like being in jail for life is, yeah, he murdered someone, like, and mm -hmm. he had crazy other charges. But just the fact that, like, she's out and she's yeah. doing all this, it makes it like, damn like you were involved in this like you you coerced this you planned this all out with him and right. he's in jail like i think she should still be in jail i don't know i i don't know how long was she in there for do you know i don't i don't remember i don't know i Has don't it been remember like 10, i think it's been years? over 10 years oh i think it's been over because i think what is she 32 years old right now oh she is i, oh, I think right. so um but i mean yeah. I just really hope that Gypsy's in therapy because what she went through, I can't even imagine. And then suddenly you're free and you you're probably she's probably gotten a lot of money with all of her deals that she's doing. And yeah. now you just you're free and she gets to live a normal life without being controlled by anyone. Um, I just hope that she can finally be happy because she did go through a lot. Um, and I do hope that her husband whatever his name is uh i hope that he's a genuinely good person i don't know yeah uh, i don't know no, it, it's weird definitely definitely like never too late to to change and turn your life around and become a better person but yeah right now what she's doing is just not a good look and it's not um there's a lot of stupid people out there who are cheering her on and like fans of hers and it's just ridiculous i mean that's that's all that happens a lot with like murder murder cases uh but yeah just the whole social media aspect now too she's learning all this new stuff and she's right. using it to her advantage <laughs> right like i seen a video of her and she's like this is my outfit this top is zara it's all zara and it's just like i don't know uh yeah. talking about how she's a swifty <laughs> oh my god that's right I uh -huh. forgot about that. And Taylor Swift's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> stay, like, keep me out of this. Don't be, don't listen to my music. She's like, she's like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the weirdest thing for me has been her going on social media and saying the D is fire. That just struck me as being gross. And yeah, yeah I think she just should kind of lay low for a bit. I feel like she did this so quickly. Like she was released and it feels like the next day she was just on it. Like she was like, yeah. yep, I'm going to do all this and that. Like, I don't know. It was crazy. I, I was, I was surprised, but same. Um, yeah. So anyways, Arena, that's just, that's the last of the case that I wanted to talk about. And like I mentioned next week, we'll go back to our normal routine and it's going to focus okay. on one case, but you know, I just kind of want to start putting, more episodes get a little bit more frequent. And I thought these were three episodes that, or I'm sorry, three cases that were pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely. I liked this a lot. And um, I didn't know that you were going to talk about the Las Vegas one, because that's, that's the one that I've been really <laughs> watching. Funny. It's, 
I know. Like, thank God no Doesn't one got seem real. Hurt. It feels like it's something only in a movie or something. It's I know. weird. I don't know. And all the memes are just great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Well, so funny. Got anything to say, Arena? We always close out so weird, but I know. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. And uh yeah, like Renette said, we'll have another episode coming out soon. So mm-hmm. um see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.